The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. Yes, indeed, we are here welcoming your phone calls or text messages related to home improvement uh, 651-989-9226 is the phone number. If you want to send Andy a text, that is 81807. We were to, Good morning, Andy. Good to see you again. Good to see you. And we, we were talking about uh, off-air. Uh, what a strange winter. Yeah. If you want to call it that. It's, and and you, you have seen probably things that in all your business and years in construction, you've never seen before. Um, you know, we haven't done that. We Our storm over crews month of February and, and we're busier than we've ever had and we have not been to this many houses that have ice that has caused damage um I've seen some crazy things from ice falling off houses and, and wrecking things all around the house I've seen soffits pull loose I've seen fascia boards come off I've seen leaking of all kinds it was uh it was a really rough winter on on a lot of these houses the good news is uh it really uh it emphasized a lot of issues these houses were having, so we've been able to come up with some good blueprints and how to hopefully make sure this this kind of stuff never happens again. And this week it really chilled out a little bit. We're getting more calls along the lines of wanting to build a deck and uh, I need some gutters on my house. We're getting a lot of ventilation calls, which really uh, I'm happy to see because I really, going through all these houses, it seems to be more of a ventilation issue more often than not than an insulation issue or an attic ceiling issue and a ventilation issue. Those two things are probably the main two things that we are are looking at to fix on most of these houses. Insulation is usually adequate as far as the R value. Is it an R50 and R60? No, but it's 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 not terrible. Um, it's it's usually a ventilation or a that attic attic air ceiling. Some crazy stuff we've been seeing from frost, some mold now that we're dealing with. We're getting some remediation companies in. Uh, a lot of people that had to leave their houses because of flooding or bad stuff yeah. that was happening there too. So the hotels uh, have been, uh, been been a little busy over in western Wisconsin. I, I've met with two different customers in hotels over the last month because they're dealing with stuff. It's they can't just, be uh, home. Yeah, not, wow. not fun. Well, I, I told you uh, more than once, and uh, as I looked around the neighborhood, in fact, looked on the Linda's website, some of the pictures of all these icicles and mm-hmm. ice dams, huge. Yeah. Well, I've seen it in our own neighborhood. But since Lindis has been over, this doesn't help the people that had that much damage. But to, to alert folks what could be done uh, when you got your guys over the last how many years, five, eight yeah. years, had come in, uh, did the insulation, did the foam insulation, uh, and did all that kind of work and made sure there was ventilation. Mm-hmm. We had zero, not only zero ice dams, zero icicles. Explain that. It had to be what you just said, it's, it's ventilation a, and, and, and insulation. You stop the heat loss and you take care of your ventilation, try to get your attic space uh, as close to the same temperature as it is outside in the wintertime, and good things usually happen. And Boy, uh, it's, What a difference. It's, it's almost uh, 
every time that that we go to the house. It's not the gutters. It's it's not the roof's fault. It's not it's not anything outside of ventilation and, and attic air sealing. If we can take care of those two things, um, and if an insulator is just coming out and he's not talking to you about those things, I can't. Uh, Hundred times this year, hundred and fifty times this year, we were at houses that had insulation done after it was built. So at least twice, somebody's been in there insulating it, and on a lot of those occasions, that insulation caused more problems than it actually solved because it made the thermal it made a thermal break, it made the dew point easier to reach. It, you know, there's it made frost easier to happen. So if you're not addressing those two things, it's, uh, it's something that you need to talk about. I know. Heat map analysis have been a, I don't know, 50% of our total estimates uh, doing in the cities is looking at people's houses and doing the infrared imaging, doing blower door tests, doing smoke tests, uh, mm-hmm. taking humidistat readings. And uh, mm-hmm. we were up in the attic and what was it, 60% moisture content in some Whoa, of the Whoa, you're kidding. That's, uh, that's, that's crazy. That's not, that's not good and it's going to lead to mold if it's not addressed. Now, um, I was just thinking we're, we're changing into another month now. We are. And uh, this is, well, we've got, what, one more day. Tomorrow's the last day of the month. Now, I know Monday, April 1st, starts, I was just reading about the windows, 75% off installation yeah. labor. Windows, what else? Leaf guard gutters and, of course, our GAF asphalt roofing. Uh, we started a roof a little bit last week. You know, we you had good enough weather. We had, some, we had some emergency jobs that really needed to get taken care of, but... Uh, this week we got a little bit more roofing, and we're hoping uh, next week we can get after it. I know we're going to have to work our way around uh, uh, the the road restrictions that some are out there and some are coming yet, but uh, we'll work our way through that. We got plenty of dump trailers and things like that to, to make sure that even if you have road cons- road restrictions on the roads to get to your house, we can usually make it happen. So we'll remind listeners about that. that again, it becomes effective April one mm-hmm. uh, about that that special deal. Yeah, seventy five percent off labor, about as good wow. as it gets. I should say. Well, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, could be about decks, could be about insulation, whatever the case may be, uh, call Andy or send a text. The phone number is uh, 651-989-9226 or send a text 81807, 8-1-8-0-7. Uh, There seem to have been a, a lot more, maybe in the last few years, of home shows, home improvement type of shows here in the Twin Cities and surrounding area. And Linda's, of course, is always at all of them, it seems like. We try to be. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, there is definitely way more home shows in the spring now than there was maybe five years ago. I'd say it, so. It, it, it seems like, and we're doing a, a better job of trying to get to some of the smaller shows, but um, attendance this year wasn't uh, the greatest at no, all, really? all the home shows. Well, look at the weather we had from January no, to February. You know, that's people really weren't, true. weren't leaving their houses, and with uh, with the Internet... And what you can find on there, uh, people, a lot of people are choosing to go that route. And if you want, all you have to do is call my office and, or go to lindsinstruction.com and we'll send a guy out, an expert in whatever you're looking for. And we'll be able to bring the home show right to your house and look at everything we need to. And I don't know, we, we create 3D imagings of houses. We do, there's a whole bunch of diagnostic tools every one of our guys uses. So you really do get a comprehensive analysis of your entire home. And it's, 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 one of the things that we try to do is really take a look at what your immediate goals are, and we even put some people on like a five-year plan. So we're going to take care of it this year, take care of this part next well, that's year, kind of a good and idea. this part next year, and, and kind of go from there. So we can work with, uh, with almost any type of budget or any type of home. 651-989-9226, text 81807. Let's go to the phones, Andy. Uh, Jim is calling from Burnsville. Jim, good morning. 
Good morning. Hey, I'm a uh, home inspector, and I'm just curious what Andy thinks the R value of insulation in attics should be. Uh, we typically, depending on the slope of the roof, we've been trying to push for an R60. And, and, and again, like I was saying before, the R value to me isn't as important as ventilation and attic air sealing. If, uh, if those two things aren't being addressed, you're, you're not doing a good job in the attic. And, um, those are the one, those are the two things we're going to look at first. Of course, it's pretty easy to come up with the, and this is why most insulators do it this way. It's really easy to determine the R value of what you currently have and go in there and blow in more. But does it help anything? Usually not. And the hard part is sometimes my guys will spend an hour and a half in the attic digging around trying to find everything. And, and, and we got Tyvek suits we're putting on. We got respirators we're putting on. The amount of animal droppings Ugh. and things like that we, we find in attics, it's not a pleasant place usually. Jim, what are your thoughts? What do you look for? Um, I'm, what I usually do, I go uh, uh, 3R per inch. Well, that depends on the type of insulation you're looking at. I'm talking about blown in or, okay. or what most people have in their attics. So I usually try to keep it uh, at least 20. Um, 20 inches or 20 R? R20. R20. Well, that's under code. Oh, it is? Yes. And you're a home inspector? Yeah. Well, huh. uh, what is code? Um, so you think that'd be something a home inspector should know, Jimmy? R50. Okay. Oh, I, I'm getting my math wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. No worries, yeah, I man. Mixed up there for a minute. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So so you... I, but I usually go by, you know, uh, like you said, if they have good ventilation and like this one didn't have ice problems, they're probably pretty good. Yeah. If you didn't have ice problems this year, I wouldn't worry about my attic. Yeah. Now, if you get up in the attic and you didn't have ice problems and you're seeing mold or something that might be something to address but just just google r value to inches and you're gonna you'll get a list of every type of insulation and how much r value it has per inch in there whether that's a cellulose uh, rock wool fiberglass some of the bad insulation out there even the foil back stuff it really it really tell you because not all insulations are created equal and i wouldn't just live by r3 per inch because that's re- that's going to vary pretty greatly between the different materials out there people are putting in their attics. I think Jim was a little nervous being on the radio for the yeah, first that happens. Time. Yeah, been there. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jim. Thanks for the call. We're going to take this uh, break. More home improvement talk by phone and text here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show, brought to us every week by our friends at Lindus Construction. L I N D U S. Andy Lindus is in studio answering your questions by phone. And by text, the phone number is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. In the meantime, if you uh, if it's easier, send Andy a text eight one eight zero seven. Here's one that came in a few minutes back, Andy. Why don't new home construction developments include decks on their homes and leave it to the buyers to build? Um. Well, I think it's mainly about the the buyer's budget. Sure. More, more than anything. And I think if you talk to the builder about wanting a deck, he would put that on. But sometimes that can add, I don't know, fifteen to fifty thousand dollars onto the cost of a home. Decks aren't aren't cheap typically. And 
I think uh, in the past, there's a lot of things. Uh, it was one of those things that a do-it-yourself or somebody would do on their own. And with the codes nowadays and the different types of materials, I just don't think that's happening quite as often. I think you're going to start to see maybe more builders added as an option, but I don't think people choose it. Mainly, if you're going to cut something from your house, it's usually that if you're going to have a choice, it seems like. Um, but if you're building a house, I would definitely have that question. Now, uh, on a completely different note, uh, maybe you don't want the builders to do it because uh, we find our, ourselves removing a lot of the ledger boards that have been installed incorrectly now over the last 10 years. What's a ledger years. board? For That's the that part of the uh, house that your deck connects to. Ah. So if you ever see, like, uh, it's about a 2 by 10 it's a treated board. Sometimes it's drip-capped, which it should be. Most of the time it seems like it's not, especially if it was built in 2002 to 2006. Mm. seems like uh, those are coming off and we're putting on our own or we're at least changing the shape of it. So it's something that uh, I don't even know why builders put it on. I don't know if it's, it must be code that they have to put it there and, or, or whatnot or with the attempt to put a deck on yourself. It, it's just not something you see a lot of builders tackle. But Linda's Construction, you build all sorts of decks, don't you? Yeah. All kinds of decks, all types of different materials, and uh, we just had a big meeting with the entire deck department uh, last week, and I'm telling you, the craftsmen that we have in there right now and some of the after pictures that we were looking at was was a lot of fun for us, and some of the new installation techniques that uh, that we're starting to use, mainly because the manufacturers are catching up with some of these fasteners. It's it's going quicker, and uh, we're actually seeing some of the labor costs be able to come down. We're Maybe a deck used to take us five days. It's going to take us three now or vice versa. Oh, that's so. more, much more efficient. Much more What e- kind of fasteners? Yeah. Uh, what, what's changed in that department? Well, uh, instead of actually putting in the clip system, there's actually a screw and a clip all in one. So you're, it actually removes one process. And like uh, if you've seen any of the videos of like the Zuri decking that was being put on mine, there was a jig that we were using to kind of toenail the screws in, which is – it's a sturdy way of putting things on, but it doesn't make it easy to remove the deck down the oh, uh, yeah. down the road, and it's a very very slow process, and it's a very time consuming process, and time costs money. So any times uh, we can get to lower that down without, you know, going away from any of the quality that we're after, it's uh, something we jump on pretty quick. Is is this something uh, as far as uh, getting Linda's to build the deck this year? Is that still possible? Oh yeah, yet? absolutely. Oh, it is. Okay. Yep. yep. I think uh, is it June. I think we're out C- to right now. To there? Yep. Okay. Yep. So oh, that's not good. not too bad. Yes. And uh, in some cases, maybe a little bit uh, a little bit faster, depending on what we have going on. All right. Again, uh, the website for Linda's before we break here. Uh, lindisconstruction.com and the easiest phone number to ever remember is 1-800-LEAF-GARDEN. We get, uh, we're hearing from all over the metro where we get to places and like, yeah, yeah, the glass guy was in here, uh, to show XYZ gutter protection. Like, yeah, they told us you guys are a year out. Well, that's not the case on, on everything. Yes. Some categories of our business during the big hailstorm did get to that like 45 weeks out before installation could start, but um, we've uh, done a better job of being way more effective in how we're installing things, and we have better crews and more crews than we've ever had. And on almost every category outside of siding, where we can be out within, I don't know, 15 weeks at your house. So uh, windows, we can be out within eight weeks. Leaf guard is six to eight weeks. Uh, siding is still, I think, 35 weeks out. So, oh, wow. But roofing is a uh, pretty good lead times. Even decking, like I said, you're talking a dozen weeks before we can get out there, which isn't that bad. And I, uh, it's, a, it's a lead time I can deal with. All right. So if you want to know the real story, call Lindis. Yeah. They'll, they'll tell you how far out, uh, whatever the project might be. 
So hang on. Hang on, Andy. Another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. In fact, if you have a home improvement question, call it in or text it in. 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. Uh, send a text. We'll grab some more of those when we come back to that number, 81807. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented uh, by Lindis Construction every week, every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour on CCO. Denny Long here with Andy Lindis answering your questions as usual by phone and by text. Uh, Andy, let's get back to the phones. Jim is calling from uh, Maplewood, I believe. Jim, you're on with Andy. Hello, Andy. I have a nice damn question. Go ahead. I have a, hi. I have a 40-year-old house uh, which has uh, every three or four years it'll have ice dams on the north side where the sun doesn't shine, which cause leaks uh, down into the house through the ceiling. Uh, question is, if we tear the roof off down to the boards, install one of these Grace ice and water shield products on the north roof all the way from the, the eave up to the peak, and then put a new roof on that, will that ensure that there will be no, no. leaks ever from no. then on? No. Why not? Uh, because it can still leak in there. There's still going to be perforations and nail holes as much as even the gray ice and water shield, which is a very good product. Um, you still could potentially have leaks. We see it in valley to valleys all all the time. I mean, there's ice and water shield there. Uh, not to mention what you're doing at the edge of the roof. Sometimes water can get back into the soffit and then back into the house that way, or any of the perforations that are in the roof there. If you have standing water on your roof, it may try to find a way to get in. It's it's pretty rare where it doesn't find a way to get in your house, um, depending on how much standing water it is. I would want to look at more things than just your roof if I was doing it. Could this solve it? Yes. Can I guarantee that this is the the number one fix? No. Would I recommend this as the number one fix? 99% of the time, the houses I go to that have leaking through the roof? Um, No, I'm not talking about ice and watering the entire roof. Plus, it can actually... uh, if your house maybe isn't breathing the right way, say you've got water vapor coming up and it can't get to through that ice and water there, I, I've, I've had some issues created that way. I'd want to look at the entire house as a whole before I can give you a really good answer to that, Jim. Um, and it's pretty rare that ice and water over the entire roof is the recommendation. Yeah. I can see how you'd want to think that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's called ice and water shield. Right. So. I mean, it makes sense. I'm just going to put this on and shield my house from water, but it's not usually the case. All right. Good question, Jim. Thank you for the call. Uh, that leaves the line open at 651-989-9226. Texter says, I have a 94-built home, 5,000 square feet, three-zone heating. In the spring or warmer winter days, my main floor temp shoots up to the upper 70s in the afternoon. I do have a lot of south windows but it's like I almost need to turn the AC on in the afternoon. Furnace is not running when it heats up. I wonder, do you – home was built in 94. I'm trying to think of maybe the low E that could have been on this house. I don't know if it was around then, but uh, if they're not experiencing this in the summertime and they have in-floor heat maybe in the basement – Mm. So that is that heat can be rising, and if they have the right type of windows, some of these windows 
we're kind of designed to get solar heat gain in the wintertime. So the lower the angle the sun is in the in the horizon, the more heat gain you can actually have. Hmm. And as the, it gets closer to summer where we were trying to cool our houses, that angle of the, the sun rays changes and is reflected by the windows instead of absorbing it. So solar heat gain in the springtime isn't necessarily a bad thing. It allows us to maybe turn our heat off sure. at, an earlier, at an earlier time. And southern-facing windows are usually pretty good about that. But it, uh, I would want to look at the windows. I would want to look at a couple of things. It could be window deficiency that is causing this. And, it's, and if this is happening year-round, that's something I would want to look at. But if it's just a springtime... Maybe I wouldn't worry about it too much, and I would talk about the heat that's going in the basement that's probably rising. It can be coming from the, the basement and those windows together and be getting that part of the house into the mid-70s. You know, we talk once in a while, Andy, about windows, and uh, you guys uh, and your crews have, and you yourself, have seen homes that are not that old built just in the handful of years, three, four, five, six years ago, that had, what do we call that? Contractor-grade windows? Contractor-grade windows, yeah. yeah that, uh, Maybe they know, seem good and solid initially. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I have to change my, my timeline in my head. I still think uh, 1970 is 30 years ago. Uh, so, <laughs> Welcome to the club. So, yeah, and uh, so we're talking 15 years ago the house was built, and, and some of these windows getting 15 years out of them isn't that big of a deal, uh, or isn't that that's a pretty impressive depend, depending on the yeah. window. So yeah, that yeah. these lasted 15 years being how poor these windows were actually manufactured was, uh, was pretty impressive at times. But, yeah, early 2000s houses is a, is a big uh, swath of our customers for windows and then uh, a lot of uh, older, older ones. But having said that, I go to a lot of houses that have 50-, 60-year-old windows, and, I, don't, and I, I know it's the type of wood that was used sure. and the species of wood that was used that made, that made them last as long as they did. But sometimes they're in, they're in pretty good shape outside of the technology has changed greatly and uh, maybe they don't want to finish the insides and they're looking for triple pane instead of double pane and they don't want to use storm windows anymore. Sure. But uh, it's amazing how uh, we get to houses that have 60-year-old stuff that's not rotten because it was installed with good materials and installed the proper way. Yep, absolutely. Back to the phones we go. Jim is calling from Chanhassen with a question. Hi, Jim. Yeah, hello. So my question is that um, do not have ice dam problems you know, on the whole roof, but I have an ice dam problem where the furnace flue uh, pokes through the roof and uh, an ice dam below the flue. And I noticed that uh, it appears as though uh, the furnace flue heats up the attic space. uh, And so, you know, on the roof portion above the flue, it's all melted and it drips down past the flue and, and freezes and I get water dripping down into the basement. Yeah, um, we see this on a, on a pretty regular basis, and and I don't know why those pipes aren't extended farther than they actually are on the roofs. Especially when when I see these furnace flues coming out, like in the bottom three feet of the roof, and they're only coming up uh, two feet, and you can have more than two feet on your roof. That it does cause some ice dams, and there's things that you can do to insulate it. There's some things, and we see these getting frozen up. On a pretty pretty regular basis. I mean, we had that company advertising on CCO here, basically all winter. That that copper, that was more oh, yeah. for your uh, your for the exhaust, correct. your your, your, plumbing. your plumbing exhaust. Yeah. But these types of pipes can can freeze up, and it was a worry that if you get this pipe frozen up and it starts to back up, and those combustible gases are coming into your house, and it can be it can be a danger. It's something that uh, we look at on a almost every house that we're going on to. Now, you can insulate this, but I'm finding that 
the flashing kits used to install around our furnace flues or any perforations in the house usually aren't done properly. If you saw what we do to any perforation that's coming through the roof, first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a two-foot-by-two-foot piece of ice and water, and this is when the roof is just bare. We're going to take that ice and water and put it on the round tube and just kind of tap it with our hands, creating a circle on the ice and water shield that we're using. Then we cut that complete circle out so it fits perfectly over the top of the boot. And then we're going to shingle up to it, put our flashing metal flashing flange on it, and then we're going to take ice and water again in a U-shape so any of the water coming down, water is actually going to have to go uphill in order to get underneath that, which ice dams can cause water to go uphill. It can start to back up that way. Wow. So that's where you want to want to get rid of that. And then we're going to seal it again, and then we're going to put our shingles over the top of it. So you're, you're basically protected four different times so, and any perforation on the roof. Why do we do that? Because we're replacing plywood a lot of times when we're tearing off roofs in those areas. So we've started to take steps to see what can we do to make sure the next roofer isn't going to have to replace plywood on here. Say forty years down the road. Sure, all right, makes sense. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Again, text number is eight one eight zero seven. Let's go back to the phones. Joanne, I believe, is calling from uh, Oakdale. Joanne, you are on with uh, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Are there any plasters out there left anymore? <laughs> well, um, yes. Okay. Uh, my mother recently passed away, and we're trying to get the little house that's 80 years old. Uh, I think they were called cottage houses back then, uh, ready for sale versus uh, versus us putting some money into it and trying to get the better dollars. Well, there's a, a crack and a piece missing of the plaster in the kitchen. And I've called several places, but they all do, like, commercial work, and I guess nobody wants a small little job. I don't know whether to try to fix the crack and fix the hole or to do the whole ceiling sheetrocked, I believe. Well, uh, the problem with trying to do like a skim coat over the top of plaster is you ever been to like a, a taping job and you see those little tiny pinholes? It looks like uh, mm-hmm. where bubbles have happened, and uh, I forget the actual term for that type of thing, but it's typical on plaster because they don't prime or there's like a lacquer you have to put on the plaster in order to get the skim coat to to, to, to get to it. And then you prime and then you paint and, and take all those steps to try to minimize those pinholes. So outside of sheetrocking the entire ceiling and starting over, there are some different steps you can take to fix it, but it's usually never going to be perfect. It might be good enough to sell the house, though, and, and meeting with the handyman and seeing some of the some of those things that you can do, but... It's uh, it's not an easy fix on plaster, and like you said, there's most of these guys aren't willing to go out to do small jobs. Now, I I have an in-house uh, painter, drywaller, plaster guy, mud guy that works on remodels and stuff like that. But it's uh, there's a lot of steps you have to take. It's not a cheap process to fix plaster. It's just well, you you the mentioned the word handyman. There are a lot of these people that do these small jobs out yeah. there. Yeah, they're getting less and less, but uh, and smaller jobs are defined by. Uh, different people in different ways, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it can be pretty crazy. Okay, um, line three. Yep. All right, yeah. the, the, we have we have an answer from line three. <laughs> Go ahead, whoever you are, line three. Uh, yeah, this is Ken. See, I just went through uh, the same type of thing that this uh, lady was just talking about. So what I did is, uh, it seemed to me that the easiest solution was just to resheet rock the thing and be done. Yeah, yeah, that that. that. It was, it, it's quite a, it's kind of a mess, but um, I, I, this little cottage house, I, I did probably very similar to the thing that she did. I just, 
it was just kind of more frustrating to try to do the other thing than to just either sheetrock over the top of it or, you know, take it down and, and, uh, it's just so much easier and faster and, you know, you're just done. Yeah. We, we choose that route more often than not ourselves. We've, yeah. uh, we've learned our lesson trying to get by and save what we can and, you know what? Uh, if we're going to be fixing a wall, let's let's fix the wall, not just the spot exactly. in the wall. Exactly. Thanks, Ken, for the uh, for the answer there. It's a good call. We need to take a break, Andy. We have more show to come. Those folks on the line, stay there. We're going to be right back, and the texters we're going to pick up on your questions as well. And welcome back to our home improvement show here on CCO. Uh, Danny with Andy, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction, and we do have uh, some minutes left into the show, Andy. We have a bunch of text messages, but let's get to the phones. Because I believe uh, Eric has been waiting there in Little Canada. What is your question, Eric? Thanks. Hey, good morning, guys. So I've been listening. To, obviously, we had pretty bad ice dams this year. Um, I had like three foot ice dams in my house, and uh, I have a dormer on the second floor. By the way, ice and water doesn't help. <laughs> so I had my it doesn't. I had uh, a ripper do my house uh, probably eight years ago and on this dormer which is pretty flat uh they put ice and water all the way up like that other gentleman was mentioning yeah and uh, of course it came in through the stop it's behind the siding yep. and all sorts of stuff it was really bad yeah so, all it does is it pushes the water someplace else to come in your house usually right yeah we just it doesn't work so uh my question is what do you think of um steel rough would that can you put a steel roof over shingles? Uh, yes, you can. But for the cost difference of removing the shingles and checking the underlayment and especially being that you've had water problems, Eric, I, I would I would start with a, a fresh surface. And it's not not that rare where we're putting a metal roof on certain parts of the house, like on the dormers and an asphalt roof in other, in other areas. In fact, uh, we were talking last week on uh, some of these story-and-a-half houses that we see a lot of here in the Twin Cities which still boggles my mind that that's the type of house we chose to build in one of the worst <laughs> ice dam places in the country. Um, we were not thinking back then maybe about that kind of stuff. But putting in a false stack with an airspace, two inches of foam, and a metal roof over those things has eliminated ice and has eliminated any type of leaking. Outside of that, there's not a lot I can do to guarantee on those types of homes where you're not going to have problems, no matter the amount of spray foam, no matter what you do with ventilation really? and attics. Um, because there's not enough space, and it's just weirdly heated houses, and that, that peak sometimes isn't – even if you dense pack that entire area, it, it can lead to some issues. So, And there's just no good way to vent those roofs. Uh, it's, we've had some issues with them, and outside of metal roof and, and that false deck, it's, uh, it's a tough, tough nut to crack. But metal roofs will sheet the snow and ice off your house. Having said that, ice dams can still occur on them. They just do a better job of removing the snow faster That's than true. an asphalt roof. There's less stick up there. It's able to come off. Now, if you don't put on a leaf guard gutter, when you put on a metal roof, your gutters are going to come off your house eventually because they're going to get a lot of snow coming down at them, especially That's this true. year. We saw that on, a, on, a, on lots of different occasions. We've been out at a few different pole barns from jobs that we didn't install, but now we're going to be putting some leaf guard on them because the regular gutters just won't last. So it's uh, something that you can do. Can it help? Yes. Is it a be-all, end-all? No. Attic air sealing, insulation, and specific things for specific types of houses that we found work and where we won't guarantee no ice without it. All right. Very good. Thanks, Eric. 
But again, like an asphalt roofing job, you would prefer just the tear off, yeah. make it a clean job because it's not that much more. Yeah, it's, it's not that we would prefer. It's, it's the only it's way, the best way to do we it. Would, we would do it because we're worried about 30 years down yeah. the road. And, and if you're looking at the cheap fix to Band-Aid something, we're usually not the company to call. Okay. It's not something that we do. All right. Texter says this, Andy, my garage is built partially into a hillside. And I have water seeping into my garage through concrete blocks every spring and very heavy rains. Uh, is there a paint or product to waterproof those blocks? By the way, I have leaf guard gutters on the garage have sloped the landscape away from the structure. So he's done a couple of good things there. Uh, yeah, I would look into something called groundbreaker. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, concrete's porous and blocks will start to wick the moisture in from the house. There's definitely paints you can put on the outside of your house that's going to help protect it in those block areas. And just try to seal anywhere where water is meeting the house or can meet the house and, and, and try to find a one, how do I get this water away from the house? And it looks like he's taken some steps there. Sometimes with the ground as frozen as it was, where the snow starts to melt, I've seen, I've gotten to people's backyards and look like you could canoe through it. And that, that can be very detrimental to not only your landscaping, but, but your house. But there are other products out there. Typically, we're recommending a fiberglass groundbreaker that we're digging down into the earth about a foot and coming up underneath the siding. So even if water does ever come into contact with it, it's going to be non-wicking and it's going to hold that moisture out of your house. All right. Well, we've got a bunch of uh, text messages yet. Uh, another new construction uh, question: Why aren't basements finished in new developments? Probably the same reason why why the uh, the, uh, the 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 decks weren't right. It's a, a budgetary thing, right? Mostly, yeah, correct. And what other reason could there be, unless somebody wants to do it themselves? But again, budget, budget wise. Well, I have a friend that works for a very large builder here in the metro, and that builder builds, I don't know, 50 to 100 homes a year, mm. and they have nine full-time employees. And 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 so they're subbing everything out. Oh, yeah. And so maybe the manpower is is a big issue there where they can't find somebody to build the deck, so they might point you in the right direction for a good deck builder. And, and and here's the thing. My office, the guys that do my decking, that's that's all they do every day. They're building a deck, working with the codes in the deck, and, and not all codes are created equal. We've got mid-inspections with certain parts of the cities. No kidding. Uh, that different? Uh, every municipality is different. What footings we can use. Uh, it's uh, we Like I said, last week we went through it. We met with every one of our departments, met uh, and talked about codes, talked about building inspectors, what we have to do in each one of the towns. It's uh, Sometimes there's some hoops to jump through depending on the town that, that we're in. Uh, Southern Metro can be some of these mid-inspections and, and scheduling them. It can be quite difficult. Somehow, sometimes it's 30 days before we can get an inspection on, on some places it seems like it's uh, – it's it's a crapshoot, so maybe it's not something most builders wanna wanna deal with. I'm I'm not sure. You know, I've never asked a builder this question. I never asked them why don't you guys add decks to it. I mean, you know, I'm gonna start and find. Right. I'll find out a better See answer. But the- I'm 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 just using assumptions here on I'm, and my best guess on why it's not happening. And I'm almost certain that it's 100 percent budgetary constraints. Would make sense. Yeah, uh, Andy, we have. Like 60 seconds to go here before we uh, head out and do the show again uh, next week. 
Uh, tell us again, though, starting Monday, which is April 1st, uh, Lindis is going to have some specials coming up. Uh, tell us about those and wh- what products. We have 75% off of labor on the installation of leaf guard gutters, GAF asphalt roofing, and windows. And the guy with the plaster question? Yeah. Yes, about the skim coat. There's things you can put on it before you have to actually go in it with plaster and fix plaster and then fix the whole entire thing. But there's a coating you can put on plaster, and I've seen it work. So um, maybe look into that. We have smart listeners out there. Yes, indeed. Yes, we did. All right, Andy, we'll see you again next week. We'll do more uh, home improvement talk next week. Uh, again, if you want to get in touch with Linda's Construction, the easiest uh, phone number is 1-800-LEAFGUARD, or uh, check them out on the web. Uh, that's lindisconstruction.com.